News from Star Wars Rebels. Can you handle the power of the new Inquisitor lightsaber with three ways to battle? Double-bladed. Dual-wielding. With the power of the all-new Force Disc. Sometimes it's good to be bad. The all-new Inquisitor lightsaber. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Barrage. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weakened geek covered. And you? You're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 272 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Stolichahi, and my co-pilots this evening, the young, the restless, the man who's very nervous right now because the Dodgers are down by three runs going into the ninth inning, it looks like. Almost. Uh, Carlos. Buarguel. The man we call crunch, crunch, slurp, slurp, sip, sip. I don't know. Call him whatever you want, Mr. Les Gonzalez. What's up? Nothing much. Ready for another awesome week night recorded with some great gentlemen here. Oh, that's nice. Look at you smiling. I haven't seen you have that smile on your face. It that must be that some seriously weird shit went down before we actually started recording everyone. <laughs> so... Oh, yeah. Some weird shit did go down. That's right. Uh, no, nah, not really. Just, just, just. I think you're happy because of, because of our special guests, and we're going to get to him in a second. I mean, how can you not that, be? That too. That yeah. too, for sure. For sure. The man we call the king of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. What's up, buddy? Yeah, my baseball team hasn't been in it in a long time, so yeah, I'm, I, I haven't been nervous in that way in a while. Are you what? Uh, are you a Indians fan or Reds Yankees, fan? Yankees fan. Well, they were in it this year. Um, no, you, you didn't expect them. Yeah, they played. A there, game there's in it, and then there's Yankees in it, and when the yeah, Yankees are true. in it, there's that's nobody true. else is right. in it. Dude. Right, so, that is true. Yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Randy, what's up, buddy? Welcome back. Kata. I'm a Brewers fan. It's been a tough season. Are you a Brewers fan? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Hmm. Raleigh Fingers. Uh, Raleigh Fingers. The disappointment (laughs) in his admission is just dripping. Well, yeah. The man I call El Hombre, the man who had a wonderful, pleasant day at work today, Mr. Eric Struthers. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Everything is awesome and great. If you love uh, letting people down, then you would have had the best day of your life if you were me. (laughs) Damn. Damn, that was hardcore, man. (sighs) And we are, I think we're going to get into that in a second because I think the listeners want to know what you're talking about. But the reason why Les is so excited is because we have one of our favorite people in the whole wide world from the Rogue Rebels. The one and only Mr. Sal Perales. What's up, buddy? 
Hey, what's up? I'm so happy to be here. Speaking of letting people down, I am the special guest on today's episode. <laughs> Good to see everybody. I want to take this minute to thank you guys for inviting me. I want to thank the Academy. I want to thank everybody for letting me be part of this intro. Um, you know, Ooh. this is a really, really cool thing that I hear about every week. It goes on for about 15 minutes. Super, super <laughs> bad. Uh, super, super awesome. So, uh, you know, just my, my heart goes out to everybody. I, I really appreciate being a part, being getting my little piece in. Uh, go listen to the Rogue Rebels. Listen to the Rogue Rebels. Absolutely listen to the Rogue Rebels. They are a great show. Nothing like this one. Um, they're ac- it's actually a really informative show. And it's a family Coming show. All that. And that, that uh, part's true. Yes. It's a wonderful, wonderful show. But you're thanking us now. But you don't know that one Carlos Buarguello might have some specific oh. quiz game going on oh, tonight. God, why though? Come on, man. <laughs> literally, Eric likes foul. Time out. Eric literally flipped us off right now. <laughs> <laughs> he saw him put the finger up right when I said uh, that Nabu was happening. He literally just flipped off the screen. Was that so was pissed. actually rela- some related to something else. Oh, okay. yeah. it was it was perfect timing, dude. <laughs> Oh, shit. I mean, the good part is that I can relax about letting people down because you know there's somebody else to take exactly. the mantle. That's right. Cool, 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 right. cool, 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 I'll take it off your shoulders. I, I just want to say okay. I am excited here. I have not potted with this guy, yeah, in the longest wow. time ever since I think you've been inside the studio. That's that true. That while. is true. Yeah. It's been a while, man. I mean, I think we've been on like some live call-in shows, maybe passing maybe. ships. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think we might well, have. Wow, it has been a while. This Aaron yeah, but definitely, once said. it's been a while. It's, it's been a while. Yeah, to come over? but here's a cool thing. Yeah, we, have, over, we have for for the <laughs> listeners of that wonderful, great podcast back in the day. We do have a callback that's going to be coming up a little bit later. A, a special callback uh, for one Sal and and uh, what's his name again? Randy. There it is. Randy. Um, hey, guys, my name is Randy. Yeah. I'll be on the show all night. <laughs> But guys, honestly, listen to the Rogue Rebels. They're phenomenal. If you're not listening, there's something wrong with you. If you're a Star Wars fan, they're a great, great listen. We're going to have all the info on the show notes. Check them out, please. Anything uh, going on? Want to want to talk about stuff going on with the Rogue Rebels? Like uh, anything special? I mean, uh, like in our lives, bro? What are we talking about? Yeah, just about like here? what's going on in your lives? Like we got a podcast. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think our last episode was talking out of the shadows with Emily Lind of the Canto Bite Dispatch. Lindo. So... Fantastic. Um, go check that episode out. If you're into like, like we cover everything, dude. We cover in shows, we cover in movies, which ain't happening right now. We cover in books, comics. So like if you're into Star Wars beyond the normal, like, hey, the Bad Batch is showing this week. And then we don't know what we're going to do for six months. Like, right. come check out this show, dude, because we got everything. And if you're like only into one specific thing, if you're one of those guys who's like, you know what, dude, I only like comic books and I don't really like anything else. Go check out my Spotify playlists. We have Rogue Rebels playlists on Spotify that separate all the episodes. If you like comics, that's all rad. those are on a playlist. You do that, Sal. If that's you have, awesome. if you like books, all of those are on a a uh, playlist. Shows. We got Clone Wars playlists. We got Bad Batch playlists. We got, you know, we're gonna be doing Book of Boba Fett soon. And right now, soon, I think we got uh, what do you call it? Um, War of the Bounty Hunters. Oh, coming very yes. very soon that i am looking forward to having conversations with a little bit more high republic stuff because there's a lot happening right now even though uh the shows are over there's still a lot of cool stuff to catch up with if you're into high republic or the bounty hunters boba fett 
the return of lots of underworld things in War of the Bounty Hunters that makes me smile. Oh, um, good that stuff, does good that stuff. does look super. You know, cool. hey, you like Thrawn books? Maybe you come check us out in a in a month or so. I'm into the Thrawn books. I finished that Thrawn book. This Are you into the Thrawn books? I'm into those Thrawn books. And here is another thing. I took pause with the Thrawn books after I finished uh, Thrawn uh, Ascendancy, I think it's called. And I've started the Kevin Scott book, Rising Storm, I believe it's called. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And High it, Republic, yeah. High Republic, Rising Storm, and it is pretty damn cool so far. Like, yep. You're like, it how... I, I don't want to like if I was measuring the book like this, like you in like twenty five percent, like how far are you? When you, you know, do that with your with your pin, yeah, I'm, pinch I'm your fingers, you're giving PTSD because I've had that happen to me a lot. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> For the people listening to this on audio, the only form it comes in. <laughs> That's why I said pinch your fingers. Why does it say live on my screen then? Yeah, um, the, I'm at the part where I think I text King Tom. King Tom, yep. what did I text you? Uh, the, the, the one woman really, uh, wants to get down and dirty with some of the Jedi. Okay. I literally I said, I literally said the journalist wants some Jedi dick though. That was my text. <laughs> you know what though? It's a good thing that like you're directing those questions to King Tom, because if, when you're done Still with that book, clean, you want to learn a little bit more about, you want to listen to a conversation about rising storm. King Tom is on a rogue rebels episode talking the rising storm. See rogue rebels. I see we, our category on Spotify, we have a playlist, and it, but there's every episode's under shit. Uh, and, and that's that's the uh, that's our playlist. Okay. Shit. So my wife, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go on a Raja show. I'm gonna go, on, you know, I'm gonna go on the Sith list. And she's like, Does he know it sounds like shit list? And I was like, I think ah. that's the point. Hey. And he's like, She's like, Okay, that that makes uh, as long as he knows that. Yeah, that was the plan. But Boo and I made that up. But yeah, as long as it doesn't sound like syphilis, um, which has happened multiple times. Just enunciate. Yes. Well, this has been a great intro. It lasts another 15 minutes. Thanks, Sal. You're welcome. You're welcome, Stu. I'm really glad to be part of it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, um, how, Eric, how are you doing? Uh, the, The intro, you said something about disappointing people now. What happened? Oh, dude. So, you know, I build lightsabers and whatnot. I work with electronics and all that. Well, just to make a long story at least somewhat bearable, I took a MacBook Pro that was working, but had the batteries were so swollen that the uh, trackpad wasn't wanting to work. And, um, you know, that actually gets to where it could be pretty dangerous. You know, those are lithium ion batteries and uh, they were swollen up ginormous. So I was going to replace them. I totally know what I'm doing. Well, guess what? I got new batteries in and man, everything looks good. I was super careful. And now it's a boat anchor. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> it's a boat uh, anchor. That's phenomenal. Yep. Yeah. Actually, I may be able to use it if I put a wire, uh, like a, um, a secondary keyboard and mouse on it mm-hmm. and then just have it like sitting there as a docked workstation. But you know, it's the principle of the thing. That's just what you want to do with a laptop that costs $2,400 is, <laughs> leave a leave a bunch of stuff plugged into it but yeah man what i did was wrote a check i couldn't cash and now i look like an asshole at work so yeah. maybe you can turn it in because i just got an email saying if you turn in your old macbook pro from 2015 to 2020 or 2019 you'll get 650 dollars off the new one um, that has just been released or going to be released with the special m1 m2 pro chip I do not think that they'll take this one now. 
especially with a bulging lithium battery, probably. You're right. You're probably right. But, well, that sucks, buddy. I'm sorry. It's that one not that the best, myself. that's for sure. Yeah. Mm. Boo, how you doing? You look stressed out. You look like you're sweating. Um, you look like you're, uh, you're really struggling over there, buddy. Just a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm talking to you fine gentlemen, and then I also have the, uh, the Dodger game on right now. You know, it's True the, professional. Uh, oh, always. Uh, it's muted, at least, so there you go. But I might freak out or flip the table, so, you know, can't, can't say anything yet. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, the, you know, it's the top of the ninth, and uh, there's no outs, and the Braves have a man on second. We're still down by three, so, you know, it's okay. I'm, I'm doing all right. The series isn't over, you know. They're only up by, you know, it's only a 2-1 Braves, but it's okay. It's all right. You know, it's not like our back wasn't against the wall already, and even more so now, but, you know, it's okay. We're, well, I'm we're, glad you're doing well, Boo. I'm all right. Sports suck. Sports does suck, especially if you're you – know, at least, well, whatever. We won't get into it. Les, how you doing, man? Sorry, I had to unmute my mic there. I'm doing great. Good. You unmuted your mic for that. That's great. King That's Tom, great. how you doing, my man? I'm fantastic. I'm having a good week. Good. Good. Everybody's good. Randy, we we got to hang out with uh, Rick Rubin. Yeah, Rick uh, Rubin Sandwich. Rick Rubin Sandwich. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was really good. I got a call. I got a call from our friend, Mike Pappas. For our listeners, you know who Mike Pappas is if you've listened before. Um, right. One of, our, one of our great friends, one of our favorite hosts comes in, talks about wrestling bears naked and playing guitar with Eric Struthers naked and all that stuff. Well, I, my mom's in the car and I get a voicemail from Pappas. And I know the, what the voicemail is going to, the feel of the voicemail. So I tell my mom, mom, there might be some swearing in this so just pre-prepared um and i, and I wanted to play this for you uh, i i sent it to eric eric can you play mike pappas's beautiful voicemail to me thank you you fuck you fucking mother bitch call me back you fucking mother bitch you son of my mother bitch there it is my mom looks at me and says a mother bitch what is mother bitch and i said <laughs> i said Honest well question. it must be uh, like an elevated bitch. I, 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 don't, I don't know, mom, but thank you, Mike Pappas, for that beautiful voicemail. So we call Mike Pappas the other night at midnight, mm-hmm. Randy and I. Right. He doesn't pick up, of course, but we, we leave him a, a pretty bad voicemail. So, Mike, if you're listening to this, fuck off and give us a call back. Fucker. But we do love you, Mike. We do love you. You mother bitch. You mother bitch. <laughs> mother bitch. <laughs> you mother bitch. <laughs> oh, guys. All right, guys. I think we should uh, jump in and let's get to box office and things we watched. Halloween Kills absolutely murdered <laughs> at the box office. $50 million. No Time to Die, 24.3. Venom, 16.5. Adam's Family 2 still hanging in there, 7.2. And The Last Duel, 4.8. Now, heard great things. Yeah, awful. Less did the whole thumbs down on the last duel. Not because of the content of the of the movie, because I've heard it's phenomenal. Um, but nobody gives a shit, I guess. Uh, Halloween Kills, $50 million. Anybody go see Halloween Kills? No one. Not even you, boo. Crickets. crickets. I didn't. I didn't. I wanted. I still want to, but I haven't had the opportunity. No. One thing that I've heard about Halloween Kills, that it kind of feels like it knows what it is. And... I heard it's really cool because of that. I haven't seen it, so um, I can't tell you firsthand, but I'll probably go see it. I like those Mike Myers movies. I want to know how he survives that fucking last one where he thing blew up in the basement while he's in the basement. Anybody watch anything cool? Ooh, I watched uh, You Season 3. 
Oh, you! I've seen you season one and two. Mm-hmm. Season three just came out. Watch that. I'm almost done. I probably have like two episodes to go. Okay, how is it? It's good. Is it's it a- all right. It, I mean, if you if you have seen the show, yeah, uh, I don't think it's as good as the other two seasons. It's getting a little bit predictable at this point. But there is potentially one of the cringiest scenes in the whole series in this season. Oh, and, and it doesn't even involve cringy. killing anyone. Oh, okay. It's just yeah. cringe. Yeah, the show is pretty cringy to begin with. Um, I've yeah. seen both seasons. We normally put it on for like background TV watching. You mm-hmm. know, when we have stuff to do on a laptop or uh, Loran is like taking notes. We have a show like that. We started mm-hmm. Clickbait, I think it's called, with mm-hmm. Adrian Garnier, I think. Garnier, is that his last Okay, I haven't heard of it. From Entourage. Um, that's very, very much a background show, but I'm invested. Les, you watched it? I started a couple episodes. I think I'm three episodes in, but it became background. It became background noise, almost uh, tied me over until a couple of other Netflix shows came up that I've been yeah. watching. Right. So it was the writing is so bad in it that I chuckled a couple times, but I'm invested now and I need to find out what the hell is going on. Like I have yeah. to, yeah. I have to find yeah. out. And that's how you is usually, uh, you know? Yeah. So Sal, you've been watching anything? I know you've been watching all kinds of stuff. You're a huge Ted Lasso fan. Yeah, I was re-watching Ted Lasso because I awesome. showed, like a friend came over the other day and I was like, look, dude, like my move with Ted Lasso for some reason is I start them off on the second episode and oh. I just explain kind of what happens in the first episode because like the first episode's good and great, but like stuff starts really happening in the second episode that gets you invested in the show. So I kind of feel like it's a little cheat to start you off at the second episode when things actually start moving. Uh, anyway, I just rewatched the, like, the whole season, both seasons. Uh, they call that the, the unlasso method. <laughs> the uh, machete lasso. Unmachete. <laughs> uh, thanks, Canto by Dispatch, for turning me on to that show. I've been watching. You guys ever watch Veronica Mars? <laughs> yes. We talked about this the other night with uh, yeah. when we go out and eat pizza. Yes. Absolutely. came over and introduced us to this show and it's like Kristen Bell and she's a teenager in high school who's also like a PI little person and her dad's a PI and it's like Mm -hmm. this whole like cool mystery. We're in like season four now. We watched the movie. We did like three seasons. And now they're all the The one that came back. Yeah. So that's where we are now. Like the season four is the Hulu season, Mm -hmm. um, which is like shaping up pretty cool so far. Nice. So that like was like one, one of the first shows that like uh, came back because of like fan like out right mm-hmm. right like um, they just wanted to have, do you when you watch like the original season do you like understand do you get that now why people were so all I mean about it's that just show? a really fun like it's like she's fun you know it's Kristen Bell she's really funny she's great she's really charming in the show so it's like I enjoy it even though like it does a good thing of like bridging the. Like, I really like shows that you're, like, invested in, like, especially crime shows. Like, my wife will watch, like, CSI or whatever, and it's almost like every episode, like, okay, we're done. Like, we got the guy at the end or whatever. Right, right? yeah. And I like the shows, like, Bosch or something mm. that it's, like, a whole season of them solving the mystery. Like, totally uh, we were talking about, what's, that way. what's the one that I watched on uh, HBO uh, with the Mayor of uh, Easttown? Yes, that was it. We were talking. Oh, about such it. a great show! Yeah, Mare of Easttown was really, really well done. Um, I like so those well ones. done. But this is really good. Like, there's an over. Like each season has an overarching story, 
even though like in the season she's solving little things and like usually they like contribute to the like the well wait a minute if this guy was here you know then that means that maybe he was involved in the big thing that we're looking at this season you know every season has one of these like bigger mysteries so i think it's like really good for me and my wife to watch together because like she gets the satisfaction at the end of the episode that like somebody got caught and i'm invested in the bigger picture right cool that's great uh, that 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 they, it, the fans brought it back. There's another show like that with the with the mom and daughter. What was that? That they brought back on Netflix. Ah, uh, it was the girl from the show Parenthood. Wasn't the remake of that seven uh, the show from the seventies with Schneider? No, no, not not one day at a time. Oh, okay. No, no, not. But that, yeah, Gilmore that is girls. one. But I'm talking about this was also a 2000 Gilmore, Gilmore girls. girls. Gilmore girls. Oh, Gilmore thank girls. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Gilmore girls. Yeah, Rest they brought the that back. Got one. that too. Yeah, Family Guy. Yeah, Family Guy. That's Family absolutely guy. one. Okay. Right. Yeah. And now we regret it. Aw. <laughs> How so, does everyone feel about Family Guy? Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Fuck off. You know me, dude. Like, I get tired of the same joke. Fuck off. So yeah, I'm done at season two. Right. I don't know why you listen to us. Um, <laughs> the I, Family Guy. Season two, season three, it's like shock value is like, oh my God, how are they getting away with some of the stuff that they're actually putting out there? Where else are they going to go? I mean, I'll be honest, some... I don't think I've watched the show in 10 years, but like I said, like I just get tired of the same jokes over and over. Fuck off. Uh, they're, they're smart. Yeah. It's a smart show. I feel like South Park was smart. Like South Park was smart. smart. Yeah. It's just repetition of things that I guess he thinks is funny. They uh, have some know, seen, like, a South good. Park episode where they uh, roast family guy mm-hmm. where they have like the you think fuck, that's bad they just like pick like these two random like <laughs> nouns out of a box and then mash them up like what if mr t drove the mystery van <laughs> and then they show us a clip of that and it's just like that joke over and over and yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> they had a good run for a while and that episode was they he said what what are they gonna do cut our budget even further that was the the gag on there mm-hmm. but uh it has gotten pretty repetitious, but some of it, some of it was just like so funny you couldn't help but laugh. Uh, they, they killed Brian off mm-hmm. and regretted it because it sucked for the show. The fan backlash was pretty bad, and so they bring him back with this super up their own ass message about how we'll let this be a lesson to you to appreciate the things that blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And it's like, you smug prick. Don't (laughs) pretend like this was all part of your freaking coming down from the mountain to show the masses the ways they should be living. You've made a mistake. You've regretted Mm -hmm. it and you tried to fix it. And now you're blaming it on the people who watch your show. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I grew up on Family Guy. I love Family Guy. I haven't watched it in a, a few years because it just it did get repetitious. But the funny thing is, is that my parents wouldn't let me watch or any of any of you know my siblings, uh, The Simpsons. They're like that's a bad show, awful. Don't watch The Simpsons. All right, fine. I'll watch Family Guy then, which I think <laughs> probably is a lot lot worse. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. His shoulders oh, worse. So like, yeah, so I grew up on Family Guy. Uh, a ton of family guy I would watch a boatload of reruns at a few dvd you know seasons and stuff like that so i love family guy but i haven't watched in a long time 
Yeah, you probably notice that it is a little bit repetitious. It's yeah, crazy. yeah, but but there are moments that I'll never forget. You know, just like Eric said, you know, the bird is the word, and a, a plenty of moments. So yeah, you my know. favorite is the Cheeto guy um, saluting Neil Pert. It ain't easy being cheesy. Yeah, and he's dude Neil Pert's the the best drummer in rock and roll or something like that, and then he slams and he does a line of Cheetos. Uh, yes, yeah, so, yeah. There's there's stuff like that that I'll never yeah. forget. Yeah. Some of the some of the gags that they managed to pull off in the animation style that were solely visual was pretty good. I mean, you got to admit for the way that show's animated to have a completely visual gag is something that there's one where they they're filming a reality show. Right? They're mm-hmm. like so, and they replace Meg with a hot chick, but at some point oh, yeah. they the they're censoring everything. And mm-hmm. so they're not allowed to show certain things when they're like in there having sex, there's no thrusting and all this stuff. Well, they interrupt him in the middle of it to explain this to him. And Peter's on top of Lois and she's complaining the whole time about how are you supposed to be able to do that? And you're watching his face go from sitting there annoyed to his eyes getting real big. Yeah. And then he's like done and goes to sleep, <laughs> even though he's sitting perfectly still. See, that's good. That's good gear, man. Yeah. But that also is. that was like 20 seasons ago. Right. No, just give it up all their head. Les, you watch anything this week? I finished all of Squid Game, and then I also uh, started second season of Another Life on Netflix. Hey, okay, I'm going to talk to you about uh, Squid Game because it's a good segue because we got something to talk about. But that show that you've been watching, I heard, didn't get picked up for a second season. Oh, Why the Last Man? Yeah. I can see that. Some people were a little upset. But Oh, wow. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't think they're gonna pick it That's up. That's shitty. But... Okay, so you finished Squid Game. Yes. I finally finished Squid Game. Without spoiling it for people, what was your reaction to the entire thing and the ending? Without spoiling it, really. I'm gonna say that what I got the most, and then this is weird because what I got the most out of watching this show was, uh, again, another tribute or homage to a great Japanese novel mm. uh, manga and movie called Battle Royale. Oh, yeah. And right. weirdly enough, when you go on to like, I, I go on YouTube or I go on like, you know, Twitter and all of a sudden, if you've watched Squid Games, here's movies you should watch that are just yeah, like I got it. that too. And got Battle that too. Royale is smack <laughs> dab in Down the thumbnail there. right yeah. there. And I mean, all the way to the very end where little just the same kind of deal going on mm-hmm. and i yeah. am okay with that i don't give a rip that they copied or whatever they did whatever this what this concept the execution was great the damn whole damn thing was awesome i just i want more i want to know how they are they going to be able to start another game or another round of games well, can we get a season 2 yeah it was great well, Les, I don't think you're going to be too upset because they haven't announced a season two. But I read an article from – it was Yahoo Business, I think it was. But they accidentally – somebody leaked out an email, internal email that Netflix – because Netflix doesn't usually talk about how much money shows are worth or how much they cost and all this stuff. There was an article – Oh, my gosh. Stop. Just stop. Just what? stop. What happened? Uh-oh. Am I looking at the private chat? <laughs> oh my fucking for the, goodness! The chat. In France, it's called a battle royale with cheese. <laughs> That's really good. Our, our 
Our our, uh, our private dead. chat game oh. has been really good lately, guys. That is really good. In France, it's called the Battle Royale. Which Eric, is... you made me break the rule, man. Private chat is supposed to stay damn private. That hasn't in the last couple of weeks. It's <laughs> I been just good. Threw you under the bus too. I'm yeah. sorry. That's okay. It's worth. That is worth talking about. What do they call a whopper? I gotta say, like in the uh, in the chat, no, it, it, that's the other person who calls him El Hombre. Is the chat? <laughs> the chat does. He named himself. Actually, he named himself. Uh-huh. That's true. There's just two people. Like, just like I'm guns, baby. I finally right. just gave in. <laughs> I finally just gave in and started to call myself that. It worked. Now, Netflix's Squid Game will is the the internal email was talking about how much it is going to generate for the company nine hundred million dollars. Yeah, nine hundred million dollars, and and that's just based off of uh, new subscriptions alone. That they're saying people are just going to get Netflix just to be able to watch this show. Well, and they also reported that one hundred thirty-two million people watched it and that's a record for uh original show from netflix and it only cost 21 million dollars to make hmm. so it made a ton now it cost 2.4 million an episode and that's far less than the crown and stranger things i think uh, the crown and stranger things cost about 4.5 to 5 million an episode you're definitely gonna see this thing they call it impact value that's a metric hmm. that netflix uses it's funny because that that show would have done just as well had they spent like ten million an episode. Mm-hmm. It was just really like well, uh, they utilized their funds really well and used a lot of sets over and over again and were able to stretch that dollar. Right. But yeah, had they had like all these spectacles, it still would have made the same amount. But you know they're going to spend way more next time. Yeah, there's definitely going to be if you haven't seen it. There's definitely an opening for a second season. I saw it. I finished it. Saw the Marbles episode. Everybody was talking about was very upsetting, uh, but uh, I wasn't too satisfied with the ending. But I'm definitely going to watch a season two. That's for sure. Right. What I can say about this show is, if I know it's a Korean show, but if any of you needed something that's as close to anime as possible, this show was that. It had all of the elements. There were twists that you don't expect like i can't even tell you like i really it would be such a spoiler if i say something but if you watch anime all those tropes that come out where there's some type of connection somewhere or you get this 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 deep deep insight into who each character is and you're you build all this sympathy with people and you build at least a, a, a they just go through the they they take the time to go through and build a connection or even the villain, where you can pretty much, and I've repeated this before, and you know, sometimes on our little Thursday night hangouts, I say the same thing almost all the time because it's true. Like you end up getting a connection to even the bad guy, and you're just like, oh shit, wow, no wonder. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can see where it came from. And in this show, they did the exact same thing. It's, it, yeah, it's. I like the ending too. I actually did like the ending, Raj. I, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, a lot of people. I, did. I, I, I didn't probably. dislike it that much. I'm just saying. I, right. I just wish it would have been something else. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the end? It wasn't the ending. It was what the character was doing with. Um, right. You know, I yes. can't say. But yeah, that's cool. I'm glad. Anybody else watch anything they want to talk about? Boo, you're good. Eric, King Tom. No. no. Okay, that's right. Um, I want to jump in right before we do um, some Star Wars talk. I want to jump in and and Naboo. <laughs> Um, 
we have a what's in a song and this is from turbo guys he sent us an email he said hey sith listeners i have a question and a suggestion for what's in a song my question is besides rick rubin who's the most famous person you have met that's a good one this excludes a paid meet and greets or signings walking around the block with rivers cuomo or friends who are lookalikes of famous people <laughs> Uh, for what's in a song, a Halloween theme. Did you know Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart is a song about vampire love? I had no idea until recently. The songwriter Jim Steinman said in an interview with Total Eclipse of the Heart, I was trying to come up with a love song, and I remembered I actually wrote that to be a vampire love song. It's a, the original title was Vampires in Love because I was working on a musical of Nosferatu, the other great vampire story. If anybody listens to the lyrics... They're really like vampire lines. It's all about darkness, the power of darkness, and love's place in the dark. Take care, my friends, and be excellent to each other. Cheers, Turbo. Turbo, first of all, you ruined our gag on Twitter. We had people thinking we met Rick Rubin, but that's okay. The most famous person I've met, I, I've been lucky to meet people here and there, but most famous and most meaningful was uh, Jessica Alba. <laughs> That was the most meaningful and the most, and Getty Lee. I met Getty Lee, but that was a signing. So that doesn't count. Uh, yeah. And I've met a bunch of famous sports athletes, uh, but, um, but Jessica Alba was very important to me. Anybody else? Uh, no well, signings, I, no signings. I sure yeah. as hell didn't meet Kit from Knight Rider when I was eight years old. I needed to meet Mickey Mouse. I didn't mean Mickey Mouse either. No, I, I've, um, I think I mentioned this before. I used to intern at the WNB at the NBC station in New York. Right. We shared a hallway with um, when Conan O'Brien did Late Night oh. there, and so I, I've met a few people in that hallway. But the best one was I, I'm I'm standing there and watching. I had a few extra minutes to kill, and I'm standing there watching. They're doing one of their bits, and. This guy, I'm just standing up against the wall laughing, and this guy comes up next to me. That's some funny shit, isn't it? And I look over, and it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, damn. And I, you know, I, I say, yeah. I, I say, oh, hell yeah. And he kind of just gave me this, okay, dumbass laugh. And I said, I'm sorry, Mr. Ross. My name is Tom, and I'm a huge fan. And he shakes my hand, and he looks me up and, up and down. He goes, son, you don't look that huge. Nice to meet you. He's, Walks off, shakes my hand, walks off. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. That's cool. That's still cold, right on. Yeah, I got like, I mean, like Star Wars people mostly. Uh, right. I think, like, obviously, like the cast of Rebels, we've met like a few times, and I don't right. know if this counts because it's not like a signing, but we do a lot of dressing right. up as Rebels and stuff when the no, kids it were counts. little. Absolutely. Well, now that the kids, I mean, like, the kids are all grown up, but some of those relationships, like, we still keep in close touch with like Vanessa Marshall, you yeah, know, yeah. And stuff like that. So that's like really, really right. cool. So that's like one that kind of panned out, but also like, uh, you know, back when I was working on movies and stuff, uh, one of the movies I did the main, the we they cast Brian Austin green. And this oh. was right when that Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles came out. Right. Right. So we were right. talking about how excited we were about that show. So like between takes, he was like, yeah, it's like pretty cool. It's pretty rad. It's like, you know, it's like, it kind of happens like before Terminator. Like, so we were talking about it with him, like between takes, he's like, but it's totally cool. Like, you know, if you, if you dug T2, you'll dig it. And I was like, I dig T2. I will dig this show. 
That's awesome. I think uh, less something exploded in his pants. <laughs> something fell all over him, I think. Are you yeah, okay over there, buddy? Missed, so. you just drop a beer or something? No. Nah, uh, so, uh, one of my pins. I've been studying all day. When it just fell off. Oh, that was a pin? That's all. That yeah. Was a, if you need a new one, maybe just go to pinisland.com. I got it. <laughs> I'm loaded, man. By the way, by the way Rasal, you just, you, just re- you just reminded me of... Uh, I did get to hang out with Will Smith for about eight hours when we were filming Seven Pounds. So that was kind of cool. That's pretty rad. Very nice guy. and Really cool to our kids in our program, by the way. And Penn Island was a great one, though. Eric's on it tonight. No, no shit. <laughs> Uh, Eric, uh, anyone? Yeah, man, I've got to um, hang out with Jeff Scott Soto a handful of times. He's probably one of the best male rock vocalists of all time. A uh, lot of lot of power. He was the voice of the original singer of Steel Dragon in the movie Rockstar. Oh, yeah. He was that guy's singing voice, but he yeah, was like cool. on the first Ingve Malmsteen record. He mm-hmm. was... Uh, in journey for a while he um as a bass player i'm just kidding about that uh he (laughs) he sings with the trans-siberian orchestra he uh, fronts this band called sons of apollo that are got a bunch of big heavy hitter names Uh, right on so yeah man that's he is he's he's pretty rad to hang out with yeah that's amazing uh less anyone uh one unique encounter uh back in the day i had a little uh phase where i was like a skater some type of skate skateboarding dude and uh ended up going to a convention in anaheim and Mm -hmm. hanging out on the floor and there was uh these these kids just had a this guy had a boom box and these kids were just started break dancing in the middle of uh one part of the section of the con floor and there's a group performing like underground hip-hop on the stage and they sound terrible and the dude that's holding the uh boom box is like Hey man, they need to fix their beats, don't they? And I'm like, yeah, man, they suck like that. And he's like, yeah, man, they need to play. If they're trying to be underground, they gotta step their game up. And I look over, and he's like, what's up, man? My name's Chad, and it's uh, Chad Muska. No way. Yeah, it was Chad Muska, and it was like, oh, that's oh, rad. Uh, that's cool. Who is this dude? Like, who's this? I'm like, I'm just fresh to the scene, everything. Like, and yeah. they're like, yeah, that's that's a uh, Chad Muska, man. He's like one of the top dudes man you're just chilling it was like a good five to ten minutes and we were just watching kids break dance and he just kept switching up cassette tapes in his boom box and i'm just like okay oh, and then like right. a couple years later tony hawk's pro skater comes out and uh-huh. busting specials yeah. with him so that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah that's rad yeah musco was huge he was huge boo you mean anybody no no nobody really i i, I can't you're recall st- you're still you met a rog yeah you met me bro yeah, yeah it's okay. you met a rog yeah. man it's big enough right. dude yeah. Huge, 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 huge. No, I mean, Boo, you're still young, so you still got a while to meet Jessica Alba if you really want to. <laughs> yeah, I'll need to borrow your shirt though, maybe in, in oh. a bigger size. But oh. yeah, I, I, uh, I think I know where it's at. Oh <laughs> shit, I've never seen this thing. Really, well, I, I have to break the glass, but I'll get it. I was out. about to say, but yeah, dude, yeah, you're, you're gonna have to get the jersey out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll the get it. Fucking eagle. Let it, it down from the rafters. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> talking about breaking this shit out of like some fake ass Hall of Fame. Mother- what, what I'm saying is, <laughs> the ego, the ego isn't me. It was all the shirt, and I know uh, it was all shirt. I had nothing to do with it. That shirt's been calling you as it, as you walk by. Huh? It's like whispering. 
It's like uh, Doctor Strange's cape, dude. That's it's it. What it was. <laughs> yeah, the terry cloth shirt of <laughs> yes. That's right, the yellow towel shirt. Randy, yeah, to go to, yeah. How about you? Um, like I, this happened in the same event too. I was covering Assassin's Creed Three. I used to have like a video game uh website, okay. and. I met Todd McFarlane and that was like my big one oh, that I was yeah. like totally stoked on because he was fucking cool as hell. But the one that people would actually probably care about is I'm sitting here like they had free booze, obviously, because like a like a press event. So I got mm-hmm. really like shit faced. I look over to my side and I see Henry Cavill. Oh, he's and I son of and I did like the most like uh, I pulled like a Christopher Reeves, like one Ooh. of the pedestrians in the movie. Like when I saw him, it's Superman. Uh, like he looked over and he like tipped his glass up and he's like hey hey and then bullshit with him for a little bit and that was it i would have grabbed his chest Did, didn't you take a shot with vince vaughn once Raj? oh yes i got to take a shot vince Carlos, you've been around a famous person his name v- is fucking Raj. V- vince, vaughn, <laughs> vince vaughn bought me you a married tequila into shot it, dude. yeah <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Thanks, Les. Vince Vaughn bought me a tequila shot, and we we did a little cheers toast, and we drank tequila together, and uh, gave me a hug, and I was on my way. Yeah, it was really nice. Really nice guy, man. Super nice. Did he also need to dry his hands? No, boo, but you know what? He was money. He didn't even know it. (sighs) I bet he tells this same story. I don't. Oh, he does. Yeah, right, dude. Yeah, right. He's he, taking yeah. shots with so many people. Oh, he was he was the nicest that's guy thing. in the world. Yeah, that's dude. that's like one of his things. He was a nice. He was buying all kinds of people drinks. He was yeah. It was a place called uh, Dublin's in uh, Hollywood. It was really cool. Like Bubbling yeah. in Dublin's. That's from Jay Z's song right there. Well, this has been a great uh, trip down memory lane. Thanks, Turbo, for taking up thirty minutes of our time with that segment. Let's go into some Star Wars talk. Kylo, let's give us some Star Wars stuff. We have two heavy hitters here. Lesson Boo. Go ahead, Kylo. It's time for Eric's Star Wars report. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The only thing that I really have to add to this conversation today is... uh, Okay, go ahead. Is the... um, StarWars.com, they announced to bring home the bounty, which is go figure. Every week they're going to announce some upcoming merch. All right. And the first week was a bunch of the Kenner, or sorry, the retro figures. They're three and three quarter. They're five points of articulation. I could take them or leave them. And unfortunately, because the way collectibles have gone, I, I used to be like super huge into finding this stuff. Now it's just not fun anymore because you'll n- I'll never see it ever. And uh, so, yeah, but every week we're going to have a whole slew of crap that we can get allegedly <laughs> for the next uh, 11 more weeks. I think it goes My and goodness. hoping maybe for a video game announcement in there. Oh, there's there's rumor, Eric or King Tom and Sal. I don't know if uh, you can confirm this, but there's rumors that we're going to get a Book of Boba Fett trailer on November 12th. And that is the Disney Plus Day. Um, Did you guys hear about this? I've heard there are rumors that we're going to get a Book of Boba Fett trailer on Disney Plus Day on November 12th. So you heard the same thing I did. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. I didn't hear anything. That seems likely. I heard also, well, I got a bunch of bunch of scoops from Book of Boba Fett. I heard a bunch of stuff from very good, great, credible sources. 
And I'm not going to say what they are, but I will say this. It will blow people away if these things are true that I heard today. And I wish I didn't hear them. That's how big it, big they are. Mm-hmm. Mm. Huge. Like Huge. I don't like that stuff floating out there. I know. It's, yeah, out, I don't know. it's, it's not floating out there. Mm-hmm. Get it's off the show. Yeah. It, it's not Star Wars, but apparently the Eternals uh, post-credit scenes have been spoiled by variety. I've I've heard about that. Yeah. And I haven't I haven't looked and seen yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, okay. So uh the twelfth. That would be insane. That'd be crazy. I it's cannot like three wait. weeks, man. That is three weeks. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be pretty amazing. Sal, I'm you've been to. you and King Tom have been reading the books and reading um the comics and all the, over it. All over it. Yep. See, I have friends uh, that I work with that love the comics. But they can't get into, or they're not can't get into. They haven't even tried getting into the High Republic stuff because they they think it's just too much. It's just too much. Too many new Jedi's. Story's new. I don't want it. Blah blah blah. And I keep telling them it's really good. Can you let our listeners know, Sal? Because I know you're heavily into it. I know King Thomas too. What makes these stories worth reading and worth uh, learning, and these Jedi's and characters worth learning about? First of all, the plural of Jedi is Jedi. God damn it. Thank you, Sal. Second of all, like for me, like in general, like Jedi is my brand anyway. Like that's what I dig. I love the force stuff. Like that's what, that's like my connection to Star Wars. So like, you know, if you're more of a, I don't know, like I like Han Solo guys and just we're like plucky people trying to make our way in the galaxy. Mm. Like there's some of that too, but Mm -hmm. most of the main characters and most of the offerings we've gotten so far are like Jedi heavy books. But what I think this, uh, we were talking about this at, at one of our Thursday night things, how yeah, in a creative space where you're trying to come up with stories of like, what can fight a Jedi an evil Jedi with a red lightsaber, like you, uh, people end up coming back to the same idea. Well, now this is like the death star, but it blows up a whole system. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either a super weapon or it's an evil Jedi. So, like, what I really like about, like, when Thrawn first came out, that was a really cool enemy who could stand up against Jedi people with a, like, new, a different tactic, uh, like, something else. You know what I mean? Like, Thrawn's thing was, like, he's so smart. It's so hard to outsmart him. Why is he so smart? Um, but the, the enemy in the High Republic, there's the Drenjir and there's the Nile. And the Nile are, like, these... Like they're pirates, but they're like Viking. They're like, they're like on drugs. They like, they, they hit you with like gas. So you like, you can't even really use the force. You know, they have masks, like they disorient you before you even get there. They have these weird path engines that let them do crazy things with hyperspace. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like in a space battle, they can like appear right behind you and do cool stuff like that. And they're baddie and they're baddie. Their, their main guy has progressively become like a fucking ass. Like he is awful. Like what this, this, especially this book I'm reading right now, he's becoming that guy. I can't wait. I'm going to talk to you in another week and you let me know what's (laughs) going on. Because like when you get to the end of that book, man, uh, I'm going to shut up now. Okay. Yeah. Like the the enemy is compelling. The enemy is well thought out and Mm -hmm. dimensional, even though we're, you know, I've read six books already and I still, don't 100% know what that enemy's end game is. 
Right. But there is definitely a lot going on there that is very, 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 very interesting. Um, and then the Drengir are they're like evil dark side sentient plants, which sounds dumb, but the thing that makes them so dangerous is they spread and like you cut them apart with a lightsaber and they grow right back. Mm-hmm. So like that makes them a unique enemy for the Jedi. And it sounds kind of silly, but it ends up being really, really cool. And when you combine those things, it's really, really, it's, it's good to see the Jedi like at their height. Cause like in the prequels, they're kind of jerks and they're kind of like, I don't want to say dumb, but they're kind of dumb. They're just like, no, he won't be trained. That's the rules. He's too old. It is what it is. We don't believe in your prophecies. Silly ass Qui-Gon. Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? What is this nonsense? Why are you bringing these slave kids? We don't do, we don't, you know, even Qui-Gon's like, I didn't exactly come here to free slaves. I'm busy. Like these Jedi are more about, you know, they, they, they sort of differ and we can see the direction that they're kind mm-hmm. of going in if you start following it. But the idea of Jedi that are much more attuned to the force and each other is really cool to see and watch happen. They like, like, like Sal was saying, the Jedi work together in ways that we've never seen in an official star Wars property mm-hmm. before. You know, right. grow, growing up, uh, a bunch of us watched the original trilogy first and had a long wait to the prequels. We had the toys growing up, played mm-hmm. with those toys. Imagine the things that Jedi could do, you know, how awesome we imagined them being of just seeing four, five, and six. And then the prequels come out. The Jedi are like this debating society that's too good for the rest of the Republic. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is not what I thought the Jedi would be. Mm-hmm. they were that way for a reason George was making a point but they weren't what we wanted to see mm-hmm. the High Republic Jedi are the Jedi we wanted to see and they do things that I didn't even think Jedi would be able to do right? or use the force in ways I didn't even think but not they like, use but not like a, a I don't want to say like a stupid like adolescent way but no, a lot of right. times when you I don't know, play a video game that came out in 2008. You're like, man, it's so awesome. This this guy's so powerful. He could bring a Star Destroyer down. Like, that's not what these Jedi do no. with, the, like, they do right. things like that, but it's like through harmony and unification right. and like combining, yeah. like, they do things that are really, really cool and different. And it's like by being attuned, not from being like, I am so strong. I am going to you know, jump no, they work the entire right. yeah, world. They work together. And my favorite part about all of this is that they, it, they're more reasonable. They have feelings and they know that they are allowed to be passionate about something or love something. Yeah, and it's like okay. part. <laughs> or, or it, yeah. And they, if they see somebody that's attractive, they're attracted to them. Like it's not taboo to like something, but they explain it where, I can be very passionate about something, but also I can drop it in an instant when I need to drop it in an instant. And the force and my mission is more important. Unlike what we see in the prequels and yeah. And like what it kind of comes down to is in the prequels, they're very much like, you're not allowed to have feelings. Exactly. In the high Republic, they're like, your feelings must not outweigh your duty. Right. right. Feelings are, feelings. And feelings like, are important. Then they emphasize sure. that. Yeah. Feelings are important. You have to have them, but they don't outweigh your duty. That's exactly right. And that's how mm-hmm. it should be. Mm-hmm. Yep. But anyway, like the main thing is like the books are really, really good. The comics are really, really good. And what they're also doing is they're making a really good, the like novel novels, the Del Rey novels that are coming out right now is this the rising storm and the light of the Jedi. 
those are like the big overarching like grand stories that are really really cool but the young adult and the young books like they're a little more character focused but they're really really they do a good job of taking like making interesting things that really focus on the character like uh yeah like i said there was just an episode where emily and i are talking out of the shadows and this is the one book where the main character is not a jedi she's a like pilot slash smuggler slash person who's just trying to make she's just trying to get by and her like ship get attacked and she like loses her ship and now she's kind of like screwed Mm -hmm. um and she's trying to deal with the politics of the universe and like just getting by like and not being a jedi and being able to be like well let's just go get a new ship (laughs) good crash young (laughs) padawan like things aren't so easy for everybody even though there's like the galaxy is kind of relatively at peace um in a way where it isn't during the clone wars you know what i mean Right, uh, and then the comics follow. They each follow their own stories, but they do a really good job. Like you can tell how much planning went into this by the way the stories intertwine. You read the comics, and then if you read the books, they'll be like, "Oh yes, and nobody has heard from them because they're off blobbity blue." Like, "Oh yeah, I just read that in a comic. They're totally off blobbity blueing right yeah, now." Yeah, I love that. you know, I love that. So it's really really cool to see the amount of planning and the amount uh-huh. of stuff that like. It's all coming together really, really solid. I am super hyped to see what happens next because I finished that book and man, things are getting hyped. And it's one of those things where you can, like the rest of Star Wars, people are like, oh, there's so many books. There's so many. You only read those two books. You're kind of up Mm -hmm. on the story. If you really want to dive into it, there's more books. There's more comics that tackle other things or other characters Mm -hmm. or other sides of stuff. But you have the big moves in those novels. Yeah, so I like, read I, I read um, yeah. the first one and then Into the Dark. I think I read, okay. and and then this is my third of of this High Republic. Yeah, and I'm enjoying them. Yeah, I, I highly recommend them, especially if you're into Jedi, Jedi, and and uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much how it's, they evolve. It's pretty it's cool. kind of expanding right now. Like yeah. with the last book, I think we're starting to see some like more like political intrigue. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, depending on how much you like episode one, you may or may not dig. But I'm kind of finding it super interesting to see, like, how this Republic starts to pull at the seams and become the Republic that we see in the prequels where Mazamita is like, yo, homie, you can't, like, do all this. And then they're like, (laughs) ah, the bureaucrats, (laughs) of course. And then he's, like, working with Mazamita for another 25 years. Right. I would give big props to Mark Thompson, too, uh, who does the audiobooks. He is phenomenal. And you know how hard it is, especially in the High Republic stuff where you have so many different characters, so many different Jedi, and you have to change your voice and change the dialect and change the accent of every single one. Uh, He does it crazy. I just started following him on Twitter. I'm going to hit him up and see if he wants to come on the podcast and uh, shoot the Sith with us. He crushes (laughs) it. But it's like so funny because I've been listening to him so many years that you kind of like know the voice. Oh, okay. Now he's doing Lando. Now he's doing this. Now he's doing that. But like when he busts out like the Martian row, oh. it's like a completely different, new, weird intonation. And oh voice. my gosh, that's and really it's like good, Sal. super dope. And I'm like, whoa, I haven't heard that before. And it's weird oh, and creepy. It's really creepy and really cool. Yeah. yeah, he is fantastic. And he was in Visions. He voiced a couple of characters in Visions. Right. right. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out. Maybe he'll want to come on, man. I don't know, fanboy. I, I want to know his process. I want to know because there's a couple. Uh, there's there's a. There's a character that sounds just like Jack Nicholson, and in in Thrawn, in the there's Thrawn a books, I thought yeah. the same thing. in the Thrawn books, uh, there's one that sounds like Clint Eastwood. Uh, so he, I, I want to know where he gets his uh, inspirations from, 
and how he prepares. I, I would love to find that out. It's really fascinating. But I forgot about the Jack Nicholson guy. I remember. Yeah. That. <laughs> He's really cool. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Great conversation. So people listen, like re- if you don't have time to read, get the audio books. They're definitely worth it. If you have audible, they're worth the credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, or if, if you like Star- pretty pictures, pick up the comics, man. The comics are pretty if rad. You like pretty pictures. Absolutely. Like, I'm really liking the, uh, the adventures line, which is the IDW line, which is like supposed to be for younger readers. Mm-hmm. And it's like all these Padawans, but like the writing is dope. Like Daniel Jose older is one of my favorite star Wars authors right now. You know, shout out to Space Latinos. Uh, yeah. Did you have him on your show? Nope, but oh. I did an interview with him for Rebel Legion event. Oh, okay, that's uh, I know you did something. That was really, yeah. really cool, and I got to talk okay. to him a little bit about that. And that's Last Shot, right. he also wrote Last Shot, and he did some of the uh, stories from the From a Certain Point of View. Ah, okay, got it. Ended up being some of my favorite stories. And if you're checking out War of the Bounty Hunter stuff, he did the Forlom and Zuckus issue, mm. which is actually pretty rad. That's and he's cool. doing the new issue right now. He's doing a High Republic series called, what is it called, King Tom? Shadow? Uh, it's like a detective story. Yeah. I don't remember what, what it's called, though. But it's it's pretty. The, the first issue is the only one out right now. But it's, it's pretty first, good. Yeah. And it and it's like a, he wrote a song for it that's like a weird lullaby that's mm-hmm. like all haunting. And it's totally dope. And he put it on his TikTok. And it then like people figured out that that in the Tempest Runner, the audio drama, there's a character singing it in the background that came out like a month ago. Ah, so see, that's like, cool. Man. I, like, I, I, I do have to say, I, yeah, I think that came out last week. And um, back in the eighties, Kenner wanted to continue the star Wars um, toy line. So they came up with this whole storyline and they came up with a character that was just um, Tessic Squidhead. They turned his head upside down and they <laughs> called him a Mondo beefhead tribesman. And so you open this comic and there's that character. He's oh, like a Jedi master, but he looks like this rad. Mondo beefhead tribesman. And I, I just got the biggest laugh out of that. That's like so fuck, cool. people understand that, but it's still worth it. Yeah. That's the cool uh-huh. thing about stuff like that. Well, that was cool, man. You guys got to geek out over that. I'm so happy that that just went down. Uh, Eric, there's not uh, anything else. Is there? No, not that I'm aware of, man, which means there probably is, and I just don't know. But. <laughs> well, uh, well, we went from something fantastic, which is this High Republic stuff, to something that's not. Boo, are you ready oh. for some Naboo? Whoa, wait, wait hold on, I'm Eric. Gonna, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm going to zone out, watch Sal's Fish, and pretend there's Weezer music playing in my head. <laughs> yeah, Sal's Fish back there is uh Technically, they're Axel's Fish. Well, they're, they're beautiful. <laughs> Boo, are you ready to uh, disappoint us or what? Always, always. Here we go, guys. Uh, another version of Naboo. Not another version, another episode or another segment, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Go ahead, Boo. Edition. Thank it's you, edition, son. There we go. It's all the same pain, all right? It really is. It's all the same pain. Let's be honest here. Um, all right. All right, gentlemen, here we go. Um, originally, Jabba the Hutt was not conceived as a grimy slug, but as a fuzzy creature. Hmm. Okay, that's one. <laughs> I don't know why I got the giggles. Um, <laughs> statement number two. The trash compactor smell was so bad that Mark Hamill burst a blood vessel from trying to hold his breath. <laughs> statement number three. Oh, I'm blowing a blood vessel right now. I know, right? No, that just happens. Um, 
The character's name, C-3PO, is short for Cyborg 3 Protocol. Okay. Those are your three. I have, I have one more statement. Oh. No, I'm fucking with you. I don't got shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> the first one, I know that they filmed the complete, you know, we've seen the the, the big dude with the fuzzy, the fuzzy vest. With the fuzzy yeah. vest. Now, is Boo saying a human being is a creature? That's what I'm, I'm getting at here. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that would be a typical Naboo, that we would be a creature. Um, so what do you guys think, Sal? You're the guest. Which one is I mean, Naboo? Are we talking this out and coming to a concession, or am I just like going with my guts? No, you're going to give your opinion, and I'm going to go with Randy, then I'm going to go with Eric, then I'm going to go with King Tom. Les usually just leaves on this segment. I think I have one. but <laughs> Oh, you do? Okay. So I, I know the intention was always to replace the dude with the fuzzy vest with a creature. Right. But I don't think the slimy creature came in until Return of the Jedi. Right. As at least as far as the designs are concerned. Okay. And then the second statement was <laughs> the smell of the trash compactor. I don't remember hearing anything about that, but I remember how hearing how bad the Dagobah swamp stuck. So I feel like that might be a lie. <laughs> oh, uh, because Dagobah, he was there for like a month or six weeks. Oh, must have smelled. <laughs> Whereas Shit. like uh, on a trash compactor, I don't know how long they were filming. <laughs> But uh, mm. what was the third one? The third one was uh, uh, C-3PO. what C three PO. I never heard that. Is Cyborg three protocol? Yeah, I, I never heard that. We have a we have a private chat update. Les's new nickname. This is from El Hombre. Nine oh five p.m. Is blood vessel. <laughs> you think that's gonna beat Gonzalez? Thank you. No, Thank you, Sal. Sal knows where the OGs really um, roll, man. Either. I mean, maybe, maybe for listeners. Les hasn't told us how, if he's worked out today. Or usually by now we'd know if he's worked out two or three times. Man. I already flexed. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I'm going to go with, with uh, the trash compactor as the lie, even though I've never heard of the C-3PO thing. Okay. So trash. Okay. 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 Uh, Randy, you're next. I'm going with the C-3PO thing. It kind of disregards the last letter. <laughs> part of the uh, <laughs> name yeah I, I i noticed that too uh eric dude i don't know i'm really <laughs> really listeners could have seen your face right now like, he it's like he so was hard just, it was oh, so painful man. it was so painful for you to even just utter anything well i feel yeah. like you know it's it's like life or death hangs in the balance if i get this wrong and misinterpret there's no whatever way. bullshit i was just about to say that i was just about to say that um i think the c3po one is the nabu mm-hmm I'm going to say that too. So I'll throw that out there because he completely disregarded it. You're right, Randy. I picked that up. King Tom. They're all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> number one. Oh, shit. It's not bullshit. Right. The guy was wearing like the Scottish guy was wearing like big fuzzy right. fur clothes or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's just the, the outfit he wore to the set that day. The <laughs> art depicted because they did have some art for what the replacement would have looked like and it, it it's in the 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 document uh, what's the documentary documentary, documentary. um <laughs> from star wars the to color documentary with cheese yes exactly it looks <laughs> like it like it has that slug 
head Jabba. Uh-huh. And Jabba appears face. as a mouse-like alien in the Marvel Star Wars comic series. So no, he wasn't he wasn't fuzzy. Secondly, um Mark Mark Hamill did burst a blood vessel in the in the trash compactor set, but it was oh. not from the smell. Ah. They didn't have oh. real garbage in in the in the movie studio, boo. He burst a blood vessel from being underwater. I was that was my he had to hold his Damn breath. It. I think he did okay. say that though. He, but he threw in the smell while he was underwater. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and third, you're just pulling no, that out of it. your ass. I've uh, if, if <laughs> Sal has never heard of it, and I have never heard of it, then, then holy shit, where are you making this stuff up? That's what C3PO stands for. You guys understand it, right? C3PO stands for Carlos. Three questions pulled out of his ass. <laughs> statements first of all i like statements all right less what what do you i know I you usually bail say, out but... i was gonna go ahead and do the nabu where you know it's literally the dotting the eyes and crossing the teeth. right that's what and i that's how you beat everybody nabu. knows and so i was gonna say the trash compactors of nabu only because it wasn't garbage it was more than likely that he almost fucking drowned so that was gonna be my answer but king tom pretty much lit that up so <sighs> okay there we go okay. all right so boo again please disappoint us i didn't change any of them i don't know which one's the fucking no boo <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot to change any one of them what do you honest. mean that's a new level dude yeah. what do you mean? i didn't change any of them <laughs> they're all yabus dude that's yeah. it. we're not novels so, they're all yabus Technically, they can be correct. I don't fucking know. The, the, the last one, I was like, I think that's bullshit, but it's funny because I've never heard that before. Neither did Brittany, which is the best part. So it might be right. I don't fucking know. Oh, there's two. Hey, boo. A... What color is the sky in your world? <laughs> it's purple, there's... and it's it's a nice shade of purple. Yeah. I hate there's... this game. There's two I... things I'm gonna take from this straight out. The oh, fact that when Struthers went, Struthers went to answer his question, he looked like someone, like he said, it's life or death. He looked like someone that was looking one way as he was about to cross the street and stopped as a semi <laughs> blew right by him. And he was like, oh, and like closes his eyes, that thing. And there's probably a bunch of people listening in their cars that were trying to answer this damn thing, just heard you do that, and they probably went through a near-death experience. Too. Oh, my God. So, that, well, that there you go, Naboo. That happened to Steel when he was listening to Naboo, remember? Yeah. There's people driving I, in their cars probably going, oh, no, 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 that's what the, Oh, shit! <laughs> I am really <laughs> looking forward to this week's We Don't Know the Lyrics on the Geek Dudes because that's going to be so much better than this. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me ask you something. You said you didn't change any of them. Where yeah. did you get these grace randolph facts mike Z- mike zero uh what is it the last one i, I don't fucking know it all i literally do is i type in star wars facts into google and just go from like the list you know the 30 72 star wars facts 101 whatever bullshit and i scroll through the ones that i remember that i know i'm like oh i haven't heard that one yet so they pick a website mashable games radar uh, I'll, like I'll, zero I'll fucking no pick pick a website yeah hey i gotta go i'll see y'all later yeah <laughs> dude. Thank you. yeah you're welcome yeah you're I, welcome well real, for the most I'd, part yeah i i nabu has succeeded yes oh again it has done and I was really looking forward to that. One. I was like, for some reason, I got pulled, I got pulled in. I, know, I, was like a, I was like a fucking. It was a tractor beam, dude. Pulled me in, and I got. Every time you think it's a legit 
game. It fucking fools you. Yes, it's like fucking Cor- Michael Corleone and Godfather 3. Fucking pulls me back in. Totally pulled me back in. I was like, okay, because King Tom's like, ah, oh, god damn it, boo. <laughs> How much does it hurt that you guys actually put legit thought into these games? I don't. No, no, but you, you break the fucking down. Tom, you did. Job, you man. broke it down like a champ. So that means Surprised you did. about you know. how little effort you I put into this. Do this in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much do. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like a sleeping right, well, person dreams with more facts than you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's move on from that debacle. Should we? Should yes, we, we should. I appreciate the effort. Not really, because there was none. Minimal. <laughs> Minimal. Um, just like the Dodgers tonight. The email. Oh, wait, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Buddy. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. The on, score. Do you want to tell the listeners what the score is now? I don't, because I because they could look it up themselves and be disappointed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hit them where it hurts. I'm yeah, sorry, exactly. buddy. Uh, we have an email from our friend Lumberjack Nick, and we're going old school, and we got the perfect person to read this email. Go ahead. Lumberjack Nick. Hey, y'all. So Halloween 1978 is one of my most favorite movies of all time. So naturally, I was excited to see Halloween Kills this past weekend. Boy, let me tell you, brutal. That how brutal the kills are in this movie. They focus a lot on friends and family members watching as their loved ones are viciously murdered. You can almost hear the filmmakers yelling, Kurt Russell's favorite quote from Gladiator, are you not entertained? At the audience. So I didn't really enjoy this aspect of the movie. I do understand what they were trying to do. Besides, ironically, kill scenes are my least favorite part of any horror movie. What I really like about the original Halloween is the atmosphere that it creates. So, naturally, my favorite parts of Halloween kills are the scene where they flash back to the original movie's era. Don't want to give it too much away, so I'll just say they nailed the tone completely. All in all, I love parts of this movie and other parts I didn't. So I'm giving it down the middle, wishy-washy, three axes. Lumberjack Nick. <laughs> wow. That was very nice. It was very impressive because uh, Lumberjack, thank you for letting me know that Kurt Russell was in The Gladiator. Uh, yeah, I did. I, too, huh? I've seen that movie a hundred times. I never noticed that. So that was rad. So thank no, you. That's my favorite line when he says that part. Yeah, exactly. His hair is glorious. His hair is glorious. He has an eye patch on when he says it. <laughs> <laughs> Lumberjack, that was great. Thank you so much for sending that in because it was perfect that we had Sal read Who? your email like he used to back in the day. Thank you, Sal. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've heard that this movie, the kills are pretty, pretty disgusting. Uh, even put for more effort into reading that email than your boy put into his, oh no, your boy mm-hmm. put into his. Yeah. I'm right. Is not boo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You're right about that. Absolutely. Didn't break okay. a blood vessel though. <laughs> <laughs> you did not break a blood vessel. We should have all blown and broken blood vessels during that whole segment. <laughs> that's for sure. We should all be bleeding from our nose right now. I felt uh, like we were all drowning. Yes. We, yes. This podcast was. That's for sure. We're going to end this podcast with a flurry of new things that came out from the DC world and an email from The Whim, who always sends high quality 
voicemails, like crystal clear voicemails. When we really appreciate the effort you take when you send us voicemails. So, uh, Eric, can you play the whims voicemail? Gentlemen, I know you miss my kind words. Anyways, <laughs> I wanted to send you this voicemail to just give my DC some high fives, but. First, I want to. I know it's been a few weeks since uh, Charlie Watts had passed away. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Charlie was basically a jazz drummer in a in a rock band. Um, the first group he played in was the Joe Jones All Stars, a, a jazz group, and uh, he also had the Charlie Watts Quintet that he he was full on, you know, jazz quintet type of. Uh, music that he used to play so i just wanted to throw that in there so rp to a great jazz drummer who played in one of the biggest rock bands in the world just to pay his bills between jazz gigs okay why still on the music front i was wondering if you heard that collective sigh from canada as you had this argument about soundtrack kings kenny loggins versus queen when uh, everybody north of the border knows it's Celine Dion versus Brian Adams. So they sent me a text. Uh, let me look it up here. It's, it simply says, fuck you guys. That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> my yes, we saw Batman, The Flash, Shazam, Aquaman, and most importantly, Black Adam. And uh, everything looked great. As with every casting of Batman, I wasn't quite sure how... Uh, Robert Pattinson would do as the the Cape Crusader. I mean, he looks and sounds good, but you know, this is only a, a you know small little piece of that. So suffice to say, I'm excited. It does look good. I love the bat the Batmobile. Looks good to have like it looks like a freaking Ford Mustang, you know, old school Mustang. So that yeah. that would really look cool to me. But um, I'm excited. <laughs> what can I say? Um, <laughs> The other thing is the Black Adam trailer, too. If, uh, you know, you could just tell how much The Rock loves that character and wants to be that guy, you know. And it, it shows in what he, when he talks about it and the rest of the cast talks about him being Black Adam. It's, it's, it's awesome stuff. I can't wait to see that, too. Um, I think they really nailed Everything that they they put out the Flash movie, um, you know they they took off the, you know they took off the the car cover and you know that's the '89 Batmobile right there, you know. So uh, for me that 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 was just so cool seeing all that stuff and knowing that you you know the uh, the cowl you saw the back of the cowl and you know that's Michael Keaton's cowl. It, it, it's fantastic. I can't wait for that. And also, how about the rest of that fandom, too? They uh, kind of talked about the renewed Titans and uh, Doom Patrol for uh, Seasons 4. I know less watches that. So, you know, some yeah. other peeps out there enjoy that as much as I do. On the TV show, they also kind of did a, a uh, reveal the outfit for The Flash where... He's got those gold boots now on his new costume for the next season. So for me, the DC stuff was great. I do have a question for you guys that I did want to ask, wondering what your thoughts were on that. 
if you could make Superman a modern, relevant character today, how would you do that? I'd love to hear your opinions and what you thought, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. William, thank you, man, for that. And I'm so happy for you. Throughout the entire fandom, I was thinking about you. Uh, because I was like, gosh, he must be so stoked. Because what we saw, Les and I watched the entire thing, and they did a really good job. They did a great job last time, too, when they did this. I don't know if it was last year, but if it was, um, the last one I saw was phenomenal. They, The trailers that they put out, the Batman, I'm sure everybody saw the Batman. Um, it was awesome, man. I, I am really looking forward to that. Black Adam clip looked awesome also. And then the one that I was most surprised about was the Flashpoint because I did not think that we were going to even see or hear Michael Keaton. We don't physically see his face, but we do see that he has the bat suit on and we hear his voice because he narrates the entire thing. That was super rad. And there's excitement about DC films that are coming. So uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm stoked for you and I'm stoked to see all these uh, cool franchises that are coming out soon uh king tom did you get to see i know you love dc a lot uh, did you guys did you get to see anything uh from this at all king tom no <laughs> i i didn't uh you know i know i knew it was a thing it's just not my thing but i'm glad that dc does that for their fans and i'm glad for the fans that are pumped about it that they have something to look forward to now you didn't even you don't watch any of the trailers huh no interesting no. Interesting. I do have thoughts on Superman, but I'll save those for when they were in that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, Eric, did you see any of the trailers? That is so amazing to me. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, well, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything uh, towards you guys. I'm just – if Marvel puts something, anything like this out, it would be massive, man. Mm-hmm. Massive. Can, can you imagine oh, a good, Michael Keaton being in that Flashpoint? was such a big deal. And you guys aren't the only ones that haven't seen it. I've talked to multiple people that haven't seen it. Sal, have you seen any of these? Uh, I don't think so. I think I might know. What did I see? I think I saw the Batman one and I was like, eh. Right. But I'm yeah, not I into did DC. watch that. So I'm just like, now that you mentioned right. it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what Flashpoint is. I know what the Flash is. Right. I didn't see it. I don't know what Black Adam is. Right. Okay. I never read DC Comics when I was little, and none of the movies are making me excited to see them even these days. So, okay. All right. Know, that's just all me. Right. Well, I'm excited. What uh, what we saw, I know Les is excited, and I'm sure, Boo, you've seen all of these. Everything, yeah. Definitely. What'd you, what'd you think? Oh, I thought it was all great. Uh, what is it? The, uh, the Flash trailer. I thought that was really cool. You see, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, you know, you don't see the Batmobile, but like the things you don't see, but you see, yeah, are very cool. You're just very like, cool. Holy shit, you know. And, and I think that's a it's an interesting way to 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 do it because you know what's there, but you don't see it. So I I thought that was pretty awesome. The Black Adam trailer looks. I was like, holy shit! You know, he vaporizes a dude. Yeah. Holy shit! Right. <laughs> and everything that that the Rock has said about about him is just. He's gonna be vaporizing multiple fucking people and doing right. horrible things. So that's gonna be awesome. And The Rock as a bad guy is pretty damn is awesome idea. Uh, and then the Batman trailer, I was I was excited for this movie, but after seeing that, I am pumped. I'm yeah, just jacked. That looked 
incredible. It is incredible. Really yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and then and then everything else. They they, they announced a few, they showed a trailer for Gotham Knights, mm-hmm. which is yeah, uh, the video it, game. Video yeah, game. Yeah, looks if awesome. Anybody's played the uh, the the Arkham the Arkham series. It looks just like that, just with other Batman uh, family members kind of thing. So that's awesome. They even showed a trailer for uh, what is it, Suicide Squad game mm-hmm. that looks pretty good too yeah i think it's uh, called suicide squad kills the justice league yeah yeah I, I think the justice league gets like infected with like a alien virus and they turn evil so the justice league has or the suicide squad has to do what they do um and there's a few other things yeah there's tv shows uh what is it uh tim roth is uh, he, uh he's making another uh, animated batman show but it's not it's not going to be it's going to be on uh hbo uh Max. Max. So there's no no rules, I guess. So he said mm-hmm. it's even more of the Batman animated series that he wanted to make originally without the restrictions of it being on on network television. So I'm like, uh, yes. Abr- Abrams also was on there talking yes, about yeah. stuff that he's doing. Exactly. So they have a they have a ton. When I was watching it, they, they have a ton of stuff. I'm talking mm-hmm. ton of stuff. Like crazy amount of stuff compared to what marvel's doing mm-hmm. uh, uh so for content it they're definitely uh leading the charge here man it's, it's oh, insane yeah. yeah yeah so yeah ton of awesome things yeah so i am i'm very stoked very stoked for multiple reasons so yeah, yeah and before we get into the superman less so what was your take on that whole fandom it just makes me sad that uh, Cavill is no longer Superman. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It kind of that, puts that, a downer on it. Yeah, that was my whole takeaway because now that we get Black Adam, it really does change the power scale in the DC universe or the DC cinematic universe. Uh, and you got to have someone who's going to look the damn part to stand across from the rock. Yeah. It's tough now. Let's just be honest, people. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. tough. It doesn't matter who you cast. There is only one person I can see when it comes to looking as powerful as the rock. And at the very least, I could say the same damn size. And that's Henry Cavill. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And he'll put the work in, like he'll put in the workouts and get to a point where his cool. physicality will match Dwayne Johnson. Let's watch and- the Witcher. Yeah, and if you if you watch, you can see. Uh, I'm just picturing the fight choreography they'd have to put in there, and oh. just having Superman versus Black Adam. And for those of us that know, Black Adam can kick Superman's ass, but Black Adam's also very egotistical. So what'll happen is he'll be beating Superman's ass and say something and start jaw jacking, and all of a sudden, Superman will get that one moment. But if he does what he wants to do, he could incinerate the guy. He really could. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. It's it's just the deal. Shazam could give uh, Captain Marvel. Shazam could give Superman a real run too if he really knew how to fight. Like if they actually put it that he knew how to fight, they he'd hurt him. So, and they also uh, talked about a new Shazam coming out, and they showed yes. Uh, and, and you know what? Okay, so that was the thing for me was I was like, okay, Zachary Levy uh, Shazam's kind of campy, kind of uh-huh. fun. You know, it's yes. like this fun thing and. Dude, they all look like awesome in their like you know different their their uniforms and stuff like that. And then when I saw the Black Adam trailer, I'm like, "There's no way these kids are gonna handle this dude, man. There's absolutely no way that they're gonna be able to because it's gonna happen." And not only that, we get Hawkman. Uh, we we get a 
Hawkman and Dr. Fate. And I can't believe we're getting these these heroes now, especially for those of us that uh, when we grew up as kids, when we were kids, that was the Super Friends. It was Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, The Flash, Hawkman. You know, uh, it was all of them. Wonder Woman, everyone running around. And it was awesome. And to know now that we're going to get a Hawkman in live action, um, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, very cool. And uh, jumping off the DC thing, we uh, we heard today that Harry Styles is going to be in the MCU. Uh, we'll get back to the Superman thing in, in a second. But uh, King Tom, did you hear about this? Uh, I heard Henry Styles was going to be the uh, MCU. Yeah, I heard the same thing, King Tom. Uh, or is it Harry Styles or Henry Styles? It's uh, I don't know, but it's one of the styles. Henry Styles and Harry Cavill. There it is. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> They're pseudonyms. That's it. it. They're just pseudonyms for each other. Yeah, That's one it. of the uh, style is going to be in the MCU. Uh, and, and he's playing. Who's he playing, Les? He's playing Eros uh, slash Star Fox. There it is. Oh, God. No. Okay, thought, see, no, see, I, thought, I told you. I, I told I thought, you. I, I told you, heard, Rod. I told you there's something about. I thought you already heard about this, King Time. You sound surprised. No, I hate that character. That character is. Okay, so for those people. He's Thanos' brother, first of all. Yep. So they're brothers. Oh, they're shit. Brothers, uh, I Thanos see the resemblance. Is, whereas Thanos is purple and got all the crinkly chin, looks like, a, looks like an evil grimace from mm-hmm. McDonald Land. Uh, mm-hmm. Eros is actually a good-looking guy. He's, a- he's 80s good-looking. 80s good-looking guy. So he's got this 80s swagger. He's uh, pretty much, you know, a super... He's got all the durability, strength, speed, all that stuff to make him just, you know, a uh, super being. But he has this uh, ability back in the day, like a Pepe Le Pew kind of thing, where he can yeah. manipulate the feelings and emotions of people. And he's mm. done it to manipulate into sexual favors. And, you know, it, back then it was looked at as, oh, he's just a womanizer. He knows how to charm the ladies. But it was like a lot of times people go uh, and he was actually put on trial. They actually used they, they took a couple issues and She-Hulk was the she was the prosecutor in both of those how cool is that and she ended up almost killing him because she realized wait a minute we had sex did you fuck with my mind and she turned into she hulk full transformation beat him within an inch of his life duct taped his mouth shut so he couldn't say shit (laughs) then ends up having to actually like defend him in front of the uh no prosecute him in front of the living tribunal over his sexual because it's like an intergalactic he he tried it on thanos during the infinity gauntlet um, oh. comic book series and didn't like he get he's... turned into the did he get turned into like the cubes or whatever they did in the yeah movie? well for, like... first thanos like erased his mouth and then later yes. on turned him into cubes yeah so, so like so you... that image from the movie came from the comics oh. so it's uh, either a uh, drax when he goes to attack him and he gets turned into like those foam cubes yeah that's a callback heroes yeah that's really cool well, we'll see. He, I've seen him in a couple of movies. He's not a bad, bad actor. No, that's, that's good casting. I just hate the character. So, oh, okay. well, gotcha. in fair, I'm not, not in fairness. Sorry, but to correct that, I think they made it to where the Living Tribunal at that trial was like, okay, uh, Moon Dragon, you're gonna wipe that ability from him. He can have oh. all the other powers he has, but you're gonna take away that because it's it could cause too much trouble. And Moon Dragon, I'd like to see. Yes. Maybe we get all that. We're getting out of Morlock. Maybe we get the rest of the Infinity Watch. Who knows? Yeah. Interesting. Well, let's go back and finish this off with that question. 
Sal, how do you make um, Superman more relatable? Is that what the question was? Relevant in today's relevant, society. Relevant, relevant, relevant in today's society. You have any uh, idea? I don't know, man. I, 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 you're probably asking the wrong guy. I, I would start with trying to make a good movie, maybe, and then see where we go from there. Oh, man. I, Wim, I have a way. Wim, direct your DMs. I don't know. Man. The Rogue Rebels. I, I have I'm a way. There we go. I'm, I'm open to ideas. <laughs> go ahead, Les. I think what you do is you... So in the Lois and Clark series, there was a quick scene in one of the episodes where they were working late at the Daily Planet and Lois was like, oh, I'd love to get some Thai food. And he goes, oh, I'll be right back. And he blitzed to Thailand. He like oh blitzes God. to Thailand and comes right. back within 10 minutes with like fresh Thai food. <laughs> so his ability That's to get rad. to the world is what I would say is for him to be just like quote the internet he's that damn fast he can get mm-hmm. to make him more of a set of he could be from kansas and he can be all american but the fact is is hey he's been testing his powers out and he ended up running all the way to uh nairobi and they were like whoa how you doing and you know he spent a couple hours there and ran all the way back home you know or flew all the way back home before school was out and it's like every other day he's gone to a different country and he becomes more of a world hero instead of just American hero. An American hero. Make it to where if this man can touch all corners of the earth, then you need to make it to where he represents all corners of the earth. Hmm. That's kind of cool. Actually sounds really I, cool. Yeah, I really I really like Les's idea. I was thinking more of Superman, like the comics overall. And he's been in the news for two big things in the last week. First, was it John Kent Superboy? Mm-hmm. Is the character is gay or yes. bi? And that's pissed off all the right people. And then also this week, they're changing truth, justice in the American way to some. They're getting rid of the American way. Uh, a better tomorrow. A better tomorrow. Again, pissing off the right people. I mm-hmm. think you have to remind people. Um, and it's not just Superman, but all like um, Steel, Superboy. There are these. And, and I know Les has talked about this before. You know, John Henry Irons you don't need a black Superman because you have him. He's his own character. Um, you, you have Superboy. you have these variations on the character that people still can see themselves in. And you, I think the thing that a lot of people tend to per- forget about Superman is he's an immigrant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And definitely use that. And I think, especially if you combine that with what Les is saying, have him be earth. You know, truth, justice, tomorrow, a better tomorrow, a better Earth, not just the American way. Mm-hmm. I think people Captain will Planet. Captain Planet. Yeah, yeah, Captain Planet. <laughs> I think people will see them. I think you have to get people to see themselves in the character or in variations mm-hmm. of the character to get them into them. And then when you make changes like changing up the motto or making them gay or bi – don't make it a marketing thing. Make that something consistent for the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, f- go with it to, to show those people that you can tell a story about a, a gay superhero and make it a great story. Or you can tell a story about a Superman who travels the world and it's not like Superman World Tour 2022. No, mm-hmm. Superman is protecting the Earth, all the Earth, for good. 
there's a there's a reason uh, other pop culture and other actual cultures create their variation of Superman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In Japan, it's Goku from Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z. Mm-hmm. He's Superman. He's from another planet. He crash lands, was found mm-hmm. by someone, doesn't have any memory of what he is. His planet was actually destroyed. It's oh, all there. Shit. It is That's all crazy. there. Okay. Uh, there are other versions, too, of him, like Saitama from One Punch Man, who's basically, you know, if I'm Superman and I'm the greatest hero, any little fight that I get into would actually be pretty damn boring because I could use one punch. Right. And he literally throws one punch and says, okay, I'm going to go home and eat now. It's like it just the old, goes home. It's like the it's old just, Mike Tyson fights. Hell yeah. <laughs> 90 seconds. You're an enemy? Good. Boom. Done. Okay, I'll see you guys later. And it's like, uh, but yes, there's a reason why. And if you make him more of a world hero hmm. uh, because that's what he would have to be if something were to truly threaten earth. He wasn't, he's not just going to sit back and go, well, Hey man, even though in the comics, they've tried to do that where he's a government puppet or, you know, they put these, these like restrictions on him. Like, Hey, you can't do this. You can't do that. We got to watch you. You know, we're, we're, we're keeping an eye on you, but then they'll send him in the night to go wipe out, you know, like a bunch mm-hmm. of Russian nuclear or a Russian nuclear arsenal or something like that. There's inter- a reason. Yeah. It'd be interesting if if they made subject matter with he goes after social injustice. You know, um, well he has. There's a Superman fights the KKK, or yeah. Superman smashes the Klan. I think that's what. It oh, is. that's cool. I'm talking about like bad cops. Well, that uh, too. just just yeah. things that are in, in in what we're dealing with right now. That'd be kind of interesting. Well, see, that's the Clark Kent part mm-hmm. because you turn Clark Kent into a. Uh, some type of like environmental activist, or maybe mm-hmm. you turn him into this guy that just has his podcasts and his vlogs and his, you know, he's on his right. cell phone all the time. And he's like, Hey, this is Clark Kent from uh, Tiananmen square. Right. You know, or this is Clark Kent from Melbourne, Australia, where there's crazy protests going on or, right now. And then all or, of a sudden, or, De- or Detroit or Detroit, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's black lives matters protests going yeah, on that's, yeah, exactly. all over the world. I mean, it's happening in Paris, France. They're right. marching down the streets to the tune of Black Lives Matter. Yeah, that would be uh, cool. I'm reporting to you from this location. And it could be crazy, you know, where people go, hey, you know, and internet detectives figure out, dude, it's weird that Clark Kent is reporting <laughs> from these areas. Mm-hmm. And Superman saves the day? Hmm. That would be pretty cool. And, and hmm. This is my Twitter it, thread on re- Clark Kent relevant. as Superman. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Eric, what do you think about this, man? How do you make him more relevant? I mean, I think everything you guys said up to this point is pretty much on track. I don't know. I don't know another way to do it. It's, you know, fighting for greater good in a, like a bigger, a bigger arena, a bigger definition of what that means, I think is where you'd have to go with it. But, um, but yeah, yeah. I think, you know, Les, you hit some real good points there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Boo, you too. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, was it making him a just for everyone, not not just for, you know within the United States, would just push the boundaries, you know, literally and figuratively. So I think yeah, that would just be the best thing for everyone, you know, to be honest. So yeah, no, everything surp- they've said I'm, is really on point. I'm surprised they haven't done that with that character yet. It's interesting. Well, good question, Wham. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Um, and we're we're happy that you had that one day. It's cool. <laughs> Just kidding, Wim. We love you. Just love you. 
Um, you really won over King Tom, Eric, and Sal, DC. Well done, Fandome. Well done. Guys, thank you for listening to episode 272. It was a blast. Randy had to leave. He had some urgent matters to deal with. Um, too bad he didn't leave before Napu. Would have been a better night for him. Um, but Mr. Perales. That was an option? No, no, you had to sit through this. Guests have to sit through this. Hey, Sal, have you ever played the flash round with us ever? Uh, maybe. Is this the like, I, I, the only thing I remember is like Beyonce. You, you yeah. remember Beyonce? Did you pick Beyonce? Beyonce or somebody? Did you, did you, did you pick it? Beyonce? I don't remember what I picked. I don't remember what the I, options were. I think you just picked Beyonce. The, the options were Beyonce or Beyonce. I think you did well. <laughs> okay. Then okay, I just wanted to. Okay, so we won't play that game. I, that was that's all I wanted to know. But let people know where they can find you and listen to the Rogue Rebels. Listen to us at the Rogue. Uh, we're the Rogue Rebels podcast, man. We talk everything Star Wars, so it's a little more focused. But there's a lot of Star Wars, so there's plenty to talk about. Uh, we got lots of stuff going on at theroguerebels.com. We got like reviews. I just dropped a. My review on War of the Bounty Hunters, the actual like five issues plus War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha, which is super rad and has one of my favorite comic panels, I think, for a long time. And it's just a panel of Lando Calrissian looking back and it's a portrait and he just says, beat his ass, Chewbacca. So, <laughs> like, that's in sure, War what? of the Bounty Hunters. If you guys are not reading War of the Bounty Hunters, yeah, I gotta that's get what those. you're missing. Yeah, I got to get those. I've heard nothing but great things about uh, those. It's good times, dude. Uh, so much so. Everything I've heard, I was like, man, man they should have made this a live action. I know it's going to be, it would be really hard because all the, there's a lot of characters that we yeah. know and love that show it's up. It's huge, but, man. But uh, yeah, like, it's, the, it's, the, everything has its, you know, Boba Fett works really well in comics. You know what? He looks really cool. He and does. And I can read really it in my does. head in his own little cool voice. So oh, it like works out, man. So, but so like, cool. I did that. Uh, Ronin. I'm mm-hmm. going back through Ronin. So I'm getting ready to drop a pod on that soon. That is a really, really cool, uh, like, if you dug the duel from Star Wars Visions, that is like is. the trailer for Ronin. <laughs> yeah. Because the Ronin goes so much further and deeper than e- e- I can imagine. it. it's a really, really good book. I just finished the audiobook today. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I usually read first, and then I go and do the audiobook. And they did a really, really good job with the production of this one. It has oh. some really, really interesting and cool music. If you guys are doing the audiobook style, because I like that they're oh, expanding past the usual, like, oh no, they're fighting. Koda, Sebalba. Like, they don't <laughs> just go with like the normal duel of the fates as they've been right. doing for years. Right. They've been like expanding the music palette of Star Wars audiobooks. They have. Even the High Republic stuff has. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure. Um, right on. And the Ronin is no exception. Great. Fantastic, uh, so, man. Yeah. And Great, then, man. you know, you got oh, well, the third Thrawn book, man, coming out. Yeah. Oh, the third Thrawn book. I can't I can't wait to uh, read the second Thrawn book that that it's on the docket for me. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us, buddy. It's been a pleasure. And um, we'll have you on again very, very soon. Maybe we'll talk about that third sure. Thrawn book. Yeah. Eric, where can people find you? Uh, check out my other podcast, um, The Sith List. And <laughs> <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers. I tweet once every six months. So I'm coming up, man. It could be any day. Oh, I can't wait. I really look forward to this. Carlos Borgueo, I know you're depressed today. I know you're a little bitter. Your team's down 3-1. They mm-hmm. lost nine, 9 to 2 But where can people find you after? And, you know, you never know. 
Fat Lady has not sung yet. She has not. No. No. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. Nice. Blood Vessel Crunch Crunch. Where can people find you bursting those vessels? You can find me flexing on Twitter at lessismore 78 We've been doing some shoulder presses on the Sith List uh, YouTube channel and the Sith List podcast. Figuratively and literally. Sure. King Tom Chansky, king of all pods. I kept you to the very end today. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Tom Chansky, and then I do uh, Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, The Bad Motivators. Oh, hey, I got um, I got something to plug. Plug away. Um, uh, yeah, sorry. I totally forgot about this. I'm launching a new website, absolutelyfalsestarwarsfacts.com. I'm collaborating oh, yes. with Mike Zero and Super Shadow, and it's going to be totally bullshit Star Wars facts, and hopefully one of these days I'm going to make Naboo. That's the goal. Hopefully. hopefully. I bet hopefully. you will. I bet you will. You just keep spewing that bullshit, and <laughs> you'll be a fucking sponsor of Naboo, <laughs> yep. I think. Yeah. <laughs> we should definitely make that website up. I sort of got it. It'll do well. Yeah, the the level of uh, what is it research that I do on my Naboos, <laughs> I will find your bullshit instantly. <laughs> instantly, S- send in your Star Wars bullshit facts to please yes. at the com. Oh yes, or something right. like that. I don't know the Sithlist.net. The Sith. Okay, net. guys, thanks so much. You can find us. Or you can find me at the Sith List on Twitter. We have our YouTube schmeals. We did breakdowns of all things DC fandom. I think four people watched those, but that's okay. Wim, thanks for watching four times. We really appreciate it because <laughs> it wasn't for the thumbnails because they were on point, Wim. I know you talk shit on them, but they were on point. For everybody else, we'll catch you next week. And Randy says bye. He doesn't give his stuff out anyways, but catch us next week on episode number 273 Every now and then I get a little bit terrified I see the fucking look in your eyes Every now and then I fall apart
they were swollen so bad. You have it. They tell you to like do a hard discharge ugh, ugh. before you try ugh. to open it because they Fuck just like, suddenly had some space and shoved out hard. I was lucky they yeah. didn't like start a fire, <laughs> man. <Ew. laughs> this is getting you know, worse. Sometimes. All right, let's start this debacle.